Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. Wise men, all of the of the prophets, they knew when the Messiah was going to be coming and when he was going to be coming uh, to the actual area of Bethlehem. We pick up in Luke. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin who was engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. I don't know about you, but I can hardly picture that moment when the angel actually manifested himself before Mary. Can you imagine what Mary was feeling? Was she hallucinating? Was she imagining all of this? No. Mary was given special grace, I believe, to understand and for these events to be unfold, to understand eventually that she was, in fact, the chosen one to be the Mary, the mother of the living God. We pick up in the text again in verse 29. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest and the Lord of God and will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now I want you to remember this whole idea about being in the lineage of David and the throne of his father David. Because that's going to be very central to many of the of the themes that we're going to see unfold very quickly in this Christmas story. Verse 34, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? I do not know a man. Mary knew that she was a virgin. Mary knew she had not been with Joseph or any other man. Mary wanted to know how this would be. In verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Wow. What an incredible arrival for the Son of God. 
Can you just imagine the moving of the Holy Spirit? Can you just imagine Mary at that moment, at that space and time? First of all, to be so humbled by the fact that you are the chosen one, so worthy to carry the Son of the Most High. And then to realize this miraculous set of circumstances that was about to take place. What a magnificent, magnificent chain of events indeed. In verse 36, we read, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. And and I believe that part of that whole idea of pointing to Elizabeth being six months already pregnant in an impossible situation at her age was giving Mary that reassurance. Trust me, what I tell you is absolutely true. And and it's not going to be impossible for God to carry this out. And in a moment of humbleness, obedience, Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And at that point, the angel departed from her. Yes, Lord, I'm your servant. Yes, Lord, I will bear your son. Yes, Lord, according to your word. We now learn as we move forward in Luke 2 that Mary became obviously pregnant with the Lord Jesus Christ. She's carrying Jesus. And now we're getting to the point that Jesus is about to be born. As the scripture says, the fullness of God's time had come, and the prophets had told us, had told her, that he would be born in Bethlehem. Well, they they live in Nazareth. How can this be that he will be born in Bethlehem? In Luke 2, verse 1, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all of the world should be registered. This census first took place when Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the whole idea of this census. I want to talk about how miraculous it is, how God puts together this providence, the events of time, the events of the world that we walk through, so that because of what would be happening with this secular census and a requirement for Joseph and Mary in the line of David to have to travel a great distance to a point where they are the register because they are of the line of David. And that's got to take place in Bethlehem. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in the 
This is Pastor Golden bringing you a special Christmas blessing. I want to share a passage of scripture with you just really quickly. It says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22 and following. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. And this is really an amazing story for a lot of reasons. And I think if I were to say, what is this whole Christmas season? What does it make me think about? How does it make me feel when I start thinking about how Jesus came to this earth? It makes me realize that when Jesus comes to be with us, he will change our plans. And the question that I have for you today is, will you let Jesus change your plans this Christmas? First of all, it said a virgin shall conceive. Since the history of the world, a virgin had never conceived. In fact, when the angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, look, you are going to have a child. She said, but how's that possible? I've never known a man. I've never been intimate with a man. And the angel said, that which is conceived in you is of the Holy Ghost. He changed Mary's plans. But not only did he change Mary's plans, Joseph, after he found out that she was with child, said, I am going to have to put her away. In other words, I'm going to divorce her and put her away privately so she doesn't have to go through the public humiliation and so she won't have to be stoned. But when Joseph was asleep, the angel of the Lord came and told Joseph what the plan was and interrupted Joseph's plans. Because Joseph was going to put away his wife, the angel said, don't do that. And now Joseph has to get married. He's going to get married to this woman. And when he does, he's not even going to have the opportunity to be intimate with her until she's already had her firstborn child. He and she are going to have to live with that stigma for the rest of their lives. But you know what? When Emmanuel, when God comes to live with us, sometimes he brings a stigma. He always changes our plans. Can Jesus change your plans this Christmas. God bless.
GFC Podor out here in Camp Arifjan, Kuwait. I want to give my family a shout out back home. And I want to give a big thanks to my fiance who's in Qatar right now. And we're just out here uh, doing the right thing. Hi, this is Christopher Daniel, currently deployed in Camp Arifjan, Kuwait. I'd like to wish a Merry Christmas to everybody back home in Florida. And I'll see you soon. Brought to you in the spirit of Christmas by Moss Nissan, the new Moss Family Chevrolet, and by Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. That's right, Tampa Bay. If you have a cracked windshield and full coverage insurance, they can install a new one for free and buy back your old one for up to $100 cash on the spot. Call 813-96-GLASS. That's 813-96-G-L-A-S-S. 813-96-GLASS. We turn your broken glass into cold, hard cash. Auto Glass America. It's the worst humanitarian crisis in our lifetime. Over 2 million refugees have settled in Lebanon, over half of them children. Roaming tent settlements with no hope for a future, they are the innocent victims of war and terrorism. But this Christmas, you can join with our Christian brothers and sisters at Heart for Lebanon to help bring them the greatest gift ever given. Please call 877-873-0190. Right now, your Christmas gift of $98 will help bring food and Christian education to 18 refugee children. That's an entire class of kids at Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center. Let's rescue these kids for Christ before someone else captures them for evil. It'll be the best Christmas gift you give this year. Call now and be as generous as you can. 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190 or at letstalkfaith.com. Sacrifice. When you have children, sacrifice just comes with the territory. You sacrifice a new club for a new baseball glove. You sacrifice a weekend getaway for a church missions trip. You sacrifice because you love your child and you want them to have every advantage. Let us help you lessen the sacrifice it takes to send your son or daughter to the finest Christian schools in Tampa Bay by half. That's right. When you go to ChristianTuitions.com, you'll find half-off tuition for some of our community's most reputable faith-based schools, ranging from preschool all the way to Bible college. And you won't have to sacrifice hours in the car either. Our partner schools are located throughout the Bay Area. Chances are, there's one near you. You want the best for your child. You're willing to sacrifice. And here at Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910, we're ready to help with half-price tuition to faith-based schools. Explore your options today at ChristianTuitions.com. That's ChristianTuitions.com. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Outbursts of anger, jealousy, drunkenness, they will ruin your life. They will ruin your marriage. They will ruin your family's existence. That's all the flesh wants to do. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff. Weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Hi, this is Albert Nasworthy. I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. And as I'm thinking about this wonderful season that is Christmas, I'm thinking about what God did for me. I'm remembering the fact that God's word says that from the very foundation of the world, a lamb was slain. It was Christ Jesus, our Lord. And that I recognize in my own life 
that God sent his son, Jesus, and that we, on this Christmas day, we take the time to celebrate his birth. We remember the fact that God did step out of heaven so that we might have eternal life. He made a way for a world that needed a way. And when I think about that, I think about how important it is for all of us as believers in Jesus Christ to tell others. But I also know that for those that might be listening today that don't know Jesus Christ, you need to know that is the message of Christmas. That's the most important message that there is. And it's a message that is given to you this day. Christmas represents a time of remembering the birth of Jesus Christ. My memories of Christmas are fond of all those days and times when we got together as family because it's family and it's friends, but it is always about Jesus. We may have different ways that we celebrate. We may have different things that are involved in our celebration, but it's always about Jesus. And having an opportunity to share that with people is always a blessing for us as believers. So on this Christmas, let me again take this opportunity to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas. Welcome back to this special Christmas presentation, The Story of Christmas. I'm Bill Bunkley, and we are sharing one of the most fascinating and important stories of mankind. It is the birth of Jesus. It is the real story of Christmas that inspires so many of us. And if you're just joining us, we are, are now arriving at the time where Mary is about to give birth to her precious son, Jesus. We know that the Romans have called for a census and for everyone in the Jewish world to be registered. And so now the events of her pregnancy being carried out in Nazareth, but her birth will be in Bethlehem because of the census. It's amazing to look at God's providence that ordered all of the events so that the prophecies would come true, that Mary and Joseph would travel by foot from Nazareth through Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And this order from the emperor that all of the subjects of the Roman Empire, the Jews, were eventually to be taxed, but they were really registering them so that they can identify who they are, get their names, but they're registering them according to their families, to their birth order. Now, many believe that being taxed was a secondary motive. The Romans really wanted to have an idea of all of the subjects that were under their empire. And Mary and Joseph probably, once they arrived to the, the Roman checkpoint in, in Bethlehem, they probably made a profession of allegiance to the Roman Empire because they were probably required to, either by some set of uh, or form of words or a testament, or maybe even a small amount of tribute in token to their allegiance to Rome. Now we pick up the story in Luke 2, the fourth verse. Joseph also went from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed wife, who was with 
child. Now, the name of the place is significant, Bethlehem. Bethlehem signifies the house of bread, a proper place for him to be born, that being Jesus. And Jesus is also referred to as the bread of life, the bread that came down from heaven. This registration event brought them up from Nazareth to Galilee and then to Bethlehem in Judea. Now, the walk from Nazareth is about a 68-mile walk from Nazareth to Jerusalem. That's about 17 hours. And then Bethlehem is about five or six additional miles outside of Jerusalem, and, and that walk was probably a couple of hours. So we see, with Mary being with child, we see that this was a, a significant investment of their time and of their will and of their resources at this point in Mary's pregnancy to travel to Bethlehem. But they knew it had to be done. Mary knew that the child that she was carrying was in the lineage of King David. And though even though they were poor and even though they were not uh, arriving with any uh, royal status, they knew that it was important because of the royalty of this birth line that they had as a matter of pride to go to Bethlehem and to register as folks who were within the line of David. And we also believe that there's a good reason because the emperor always was concerned about the the king that was overseeing uh, Jerusalem, uh, the king that uh, was of the Jewish descent, but they were also very concerned about anyone who may want to rise up from a past line of kingship. And, of course, that's where the King David kingship comes in. And so it's probable that the emperor gave particular orders to make sure that the line of David, everyone was accounted for and everyone was registered because I believe that was a a line that they would be paying particular attention to and that the emperor would want to know the number and the strength of those who are living in that day as descendants in the line of David. Keep in mind that as they traveled, Mary was ready to give birth at any moment. Can you imagine that, ladies, traveling 68 miles, another five or six miles, not by car, not by bus, either by animal or by walking. Because if she probably would have had it her way, at that point in her pregnancy, she would have gladly had stayed in Nazareth to give birth to Jesus. But as we know, prophecy didn't allow for that. And so we see the story unfolding. In verse 6, we pick up the story. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered, and she brought forth her son. Jesus was born and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, we talk about these swaddling clothes. Some believe they were rags because they were poor. What we really believe is swaddling clothes is what all of the young babies were, were put in. So we don't know that there's any significance between 
the swaddling clothes because they were rejected at the inn and had to move not to the inn, but the innkeeper allowed them to move to the inn stable for them to stay in the stable because all the rooms were taken. So this Jesus miraculously was not born in a hotel room, not born in a birthing ward, but because of everybody was traveling because of the census, it forced them to have to stay in the stable. And of course, we know that this is part of God's miraculous plan. So here we see the the royal family, if you will, there in the stable. Jesus has been born alongside of the cows and the other animals of the stable and uh, believing him to be placed in a manger. And, of course, a manger is that stand by which uh, the cattle usually feed in. But they were accommodated by God in these very simple surroundings. And why should it surprise us? Because as we see Jesus as he grows up and he, he starts his ministry and the way we see many people react to Jesus today, it doesn't surprise us in the very beginning that he was not received even in an end. People rejected him of a place even to be born. So why would we think it is strange if we see the way he's treated today and to see how he was treated in the beginning. In verse 8, the text tells us, Now there was in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, this is at the point of the story where we may disappoint many of you. I know it's uh, December. I know we think of snow and Christmas and all the things that we are used to uh, attributing to Christmas. But the reality is that Jesus was probably born in the middle of summer. And the reason why we know that is the shepherds would not have been out in the fields overnight, probably in the winter. It would have been too cold. But as you know, the cattle in the summertime, they're allowed to roam the range and all of the animals, the sheep are allowed to roam the range. And so that's what we believe um, the period of time to be is summer and and not in winter because if it was wintertime, they would have probably had most of those animals safely secured in a barn. Now, remember, the shepherds are, are just out in the fields. The fields are right next to Bethlehem and they're just they're just in the fields with the sheep. And in fact, we still see those same fields just outside Bethlehem today. Now, at night, they were there to keep watch over the sheep, uh, not only from the attack of, of other animals, but also from thieves, people who would try to steal those animals. And then they're minding their own business. It's a quiet night. They're just doing what shepherds do. And verse 9 tells us, and behold... An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were greatly afraid. Let me ask you a question. What would you do if you were tending your sheep? And in a flash, there was this heavenly angel standing before you. 
Now, imagine now also who this announcement was made to. The angel did not head to the temple. The angel did not announce the arrival of Jesus to the chief priest or to the elders because they would not have been able to receive Jesus. They could not, they could never understand his humble beginnings because they were already corrupted. But again, as, as the Lord went to King David, a shepherd, and this lineage has a lot in common with shepherds and shepherding and those who shepherd. The angel came to this company of very poor shepherds who were just like the forefathers, Jacob. They were the plain men who were dwelling in the tents. They were not from the line of Esau, you know, the hunters, the patriarchs, the patriarchs of the day that they remembered. They were shepherds. Moses and David particularly were called from the keeping of sheep to rule God's people. We see it happen with David. We see it happen with Moses. And now we see God again using the shepherds when he calls Jesus. And this is no accident. And by this instance, God would show that he still had a favor of those of that simple breed, the shepherds. Hi, this is Albert Nasworthy, and I want to take the opportunity today to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. This is a special time of the year, and I know for me, it's my favorite time of the year. I've got fond memories of this Christmas season, and when I want to think about that, I remember all the wonderful things about family and about friends. One of the things that's important to me now in my life is making certain that I'm sharing that legacy with my kids and my grandkids so that when I'm gone, the truth of Christmas will still be there. See, my grandparents and my parents have gone home to be with the Lord. So my family now is my children and my grandchildren. But the memories that I have are bound up in the things that I remember from my father, my mother, and my grandparents. Because they made Christmas a reality for me. Well, I can remember the productions at the church. They were such a joy. I can remember being involved in different productions even as a child. What an experience. I can always remember, though, that Christmas was an important day. Oh, we did all the things that probably most of you do. We had stockings hanging from the fireplace. We had a tree, and we would light it. We'd give gifts. We'd have mistletoe. We do all the things that we typically do with Christmas. But listen, those are just the ways that we go about Christmas. It isn't what Christmas is. Christmas is always about a Savior, Christ Jesus our Lord. It's always about God stepping out of heaven, stepping into our lives so that we can experience him in a way we would have never, ever been able to do because of sin. God made a way when there seemed to be no way. Merry Christmas to you and yours. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Investors getting another setback today on Wall Street. An abbreviated trading session gave plenty of time for the Dow to rack up about a 653-point loss. The Nasdaq was down by 
140, and the S&P 500 was down by 65 points. And economist Gus Fouché says any talk by the president of firing his Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, is not helping the markets right now. The Fed is said to be making good progress as measured by its dual mandate of full employment and low in stable prices. America's retailers reporting strong holiday sales. There are some signs of trouble, though, according to the latest trends. Apparently, some retailers making it harder for people to find a cashier in their stores as they cut costs. And shoppers especially under the age of 35 say they've been avoiding shopping malls this holiday season in favor of online shopping. They think it's too much of a hassle to go to the stores. This is SRN News. Lord Jesus, you entered the dark world of your day. This Christmas, please enter ours. We're looking for our star. Just like the shepherds, we're kneeling at a manger. This Christmas, please heal us. Help us be born brand new in us. Signed, your children. Merry Christmas. Faith Talk 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. If you'd like a smartphone that's really smart, download the OnePlace.com app, the app that will inspire your faith daily and provide answers to the biggest questions of all. OnePlace lets you download your favorite pastor's programs and listen even offline or in airplane mode with easy connections to your Bluetooth speaker or dashboard. To download your free OnePlace app, visit the iTunes App Store or the Google Play Store for your Android device and search for OnePlace. That's OnePlace. When Kimberly was a teenager, she experienced an unplanned pregnancy. But Focus on the Family was there, reminding her about God's love. And I got hope, which I did not have. And that was so important to me because it just felt like God didn't love me anymore. I'm Jim Daly. Give the gift of family to help more people like Kimberly. And when you give today, your donation will be doubled. Call 800-A-FAMILY. Balance of Nature's fruits and veggies in a capsule. I've been on the Balance of Nature for about a year. I feel great. I never get sick anymore. I used to get bronchitis and stuff. I feel like my skin is better. My face has no lines in it. For some reason, I mean, it's up on my appearance, too. Not like I'm a bad-looking guy. It's just that I'm a nice-looking guy. But the thing is... I could see the features in my face getting younger. It's an amazing thing. I've got uh, enclosing spondylitis, which is a arthritic disease, calcification of the major joints and spine. Uh, and I just don't have the pain that I used to have. Um, it's really kind of uh, amazing. Um, it's uh, really kind of cool. For a limited time, use discount code NOW, and we'll take 35% off your first preferred set of fruits and veggies and have them shipped to you free. Call 800-246-8751 or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code NOW. Everybody's doing it, and everybody's making money at it, except you. You're losing holiday business to your online competitors, and you don't know how to get in the game. Talk to us at Salem Surround, digital marketing experts who offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness, even if you have none, and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales coming out of this season. We can design and implement all of your online marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports on results, and instantly move your dollars to the most effective areas of your online advertising and sales. Social marketing, geofencing, web search enhancement, event targeting, and more. 
Now, there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround, increasing sales dramatically. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. That's surroundtampa.com. Connecting you with new customers. This is Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold with Bible Line Radio. And I want to take this moment to wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas. I want to also give to you something that's very precious to me. And that's the greatest love story in all the world. We often hear about it at Christmas time. So the scripture I would like to share with you is found in the book of 1 John in chapter 4. And this is what he says in verse 9. And this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. So it tells you what He did and why He did it. It was the love of God being manifested. Christ coming into this world, born of a virgin, for the reason that He might die to pay for our sins. And as He says, that we might live through Him. That means that we might live eternally with God, with Him, in heaven forever. He says, herein is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. That means that Christ was born that He might die. To be the way for you and I to live forever with the Lord in heaven because he became the propitiation, the satisfaction, the payment for our sins. And because of that, he makes this statement. And this is the record that God hath given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. This is why we must accept the son in order to have the free gift of everlasting life. And he says, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. So, friend, I pray that you understand the true meaning of Christmas. Christ came to give to you the free gift of everlasting life so that you could live with him. This is Dr. Ralph Yankee Arnold from Bible Line Radio Ministries, wishing you a Merry Christmas. Thank you, and God bless. Welcome back to the story of Christmas here on WTBN as we walk you through the marvelous story of that first miracle Christmas. I'm Bill Bunkley, and we're glad that you're back with us this afternoon. We're picking up the story at the point where the shepherds were minding their own business in the fields, and all of a sudden, on that clear, starry night, that quiet night, an angel is appearing before them. And behold, the angel is telling the story of the arrival of the baby Jesus. And glory was all around this angel. And if you can imagine how that must have been for these shepherds to be just sitting there. Their jaws must have, must have been just dropped as they were looking upon the scene. And then in verse 10, 
In the second chapter of Luke, we're told, Then this angel said to them, Do not be afraid, because you know they were. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you in this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now, where would you expect the royal announcement to, 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 to be? What would you expect that announcement to be? Maybe the angels would have said, you shall find him. Though he's a babe, he's dressed up in royal robes. He's lying in the best house in town. He's lying in state, and there's a, there's a train of servants and attendants. No, he was in a livery stable. And remember that the message was no sooner delivered by one angel that can you imagine a host of angels there with the shepherds in the field? What an awesome experience. Verse 13 tells us, And suddenly there was the sound of a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. A new message, a new proclamation. A new chorus, if you will, by the angels of heaven, given to the shepherds to be the first ones to spread the word. Verse 15 tells us, so it was when the angels had then gone away from them into heaven. Can you imagine that? Just as soon as they arrived, they went back to heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go up to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass which the Lord has made known to us. And they gathered themselves up, and they came with haste. And lo and behold, in the town, in the stable, and there in the manger, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus. And imagine that that moment. But also imagine maybe one or two of the shepherds, a little bit of a disbelief, not knowing if they saw a mirage, did they see the angels, did they see everything else? But I'll tell you one thing. They could relate to the simpleness. The shepherds could relate to the poverty because the poverty and the simpleness in which they found Christ the Lord, it was not a shock to their faith. For they themselves knew what it was to live a life of comfortable communion with God in very poor and mean circumstances. Now, when they had seen him, verse 17, they made it wildly known, the saying which was told them concerning this child, and those who heard it marveled at those things that were told to them by the shepherds. Can you just imagine the shepherds telling the story? But verse 19 sort of brings us back to the intimacy there with Mary. Verse 19 tells us, but Mary kept all of these things and pondered them in her heart. Imagine Mary. Imagine Joseph. Imagine when she first laid her eyes on Jesus and then imagine that she had been called to birth this baby, the Son of God. And you you can imagine that when the shepherds were there and as they were talking, I can I can just see Mary and Joseph sharing what had happened, not only from the arrival of the, of the angel telling her that she would bear the Son of God, 
telling their story event of the events and the shepherds sharing what happened to them with the angels out in the field. All that had to be just a marvelous time of fellowship just with the shepherds and with Mary and Joseph. And verse 20 tells us that the shepherds then returned and went to the fields. They went back to their way of life, their simple life. They were glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, and it was told to them. So the shepherds were those to begin the proclamation. Now, a second aspect of the story as we get close to the conclusion of this miraculous Christmas story, of course, has to do with the wise men. Now, before we talk about the wise men, I must I must give you another bit of possibly disappointing news. Every nativity scene that you probably see is not biblically correct. And because you see that as soon as baby Jesus was, jo- was born, there was a star. It was a star that not only the wise men began to see, people saw this new star. Even King Herod saw this star. But the actual journey of the wise men to make their way the baby Jesus probably took a long time. And keep in mind that the wise men arrived well after the birth of Jesus. And if they saw that star at the moment of Jesus and began to speculate what that star meant, it would have taken quite a while for them to get there. And because King Herod later, fearing that this new baby Jesus was in the line of David and could be a threat to his throne, and because of the fact that he eventually ordered all the babies two years and younger to be killed, all the male babies there in Jerusalem and in Bethlehem, in the region, I should say, well, that's why we figured the wise men's arrival was sometime from the time of his birth up to about two years. So to see the wise men coming upon the nativity scene in the stable, that didn't happen. Because by the time the wise men actually appeared to worship the baby Jesus, they were now living in a home. In verse 2, and now we're we're referring to Matthew's um, reference to this, because in Matthew 2, we learn about the wise men, starting with verse 1. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he asked all of them, he inquired of all of them, where is the Christ? Where was the Christ born? And they answered the king, King Herod, in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and in verse 6, we, tell, we, we, we read, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Imagine how concerned Herod must be at that point. The prophecy, a threat to his throne. Something must be done. The people must not believe this is the new Messiah, this is the new king. I must destroy anything that has to do with this child immediately. And then we come across 
something in Micah that was written about 700 years before this event. In Micah 5.2, the prophet writes, But you, Bethlehem, Infratata, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are of old from everlasting. Then we pick up again in Matthew, verse 7. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child, and when you have found him, bring him, bring the word back to me, that I may come and may worship him. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east was before them, and till it came and it stood right over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasuries, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, we don't know whether it was three wise men, three kings, or 30 or 50. We don't know the exact number. But we do know the valuable items were standard gifts to honor a king in the ancient world. Gold was a precious metal. Frankincense was perfume and, and, uh, or incense. And, and myrrh was an anointing oil. Also remember that gold represented his kingship. Frankincense was a symbol of his priestly role, and, and myrrh was a prefiguring of his death and embalming. In verse 12, we learn that the, why, that, that, that the actual wise men, they were being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed for their own country another way. Now, when they had departed, being the wise men, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt, and stay there until I bring you word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. And when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt, and was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I call my son. And, of course, that was prophesied about 725 years before the arrival of Christ in by the prophet Hosea. And as we close the pages of the chapters of this precious Christmas story, I must ask you, because of all the prophecies that foretold of his birth and all the prophecies that we are now watching for his return, what keeps you by putting your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? He was born to live. He was destined to die for you and I. And today, he can be your Lord and Savior by simply asking him to come into your life. Typically at Christmas, 
we focus on a baby born in Bethlehem. But the most extraordinary part of the Christmas message is that Christ, who came to earth and lived among us, can now be born within us and live in our hearts. Hi, this is June Hunt from Hope for the Heart. Jesus was born in Bethlehem over 2,000 years ago, and that was a miracle. No less miraculous is his incomparable offer to live in our hearts today and every day. So as we pause to celebrate Christmas, may the reality of Christ living in your heart fill your life with peace, hope, and purpose. And may his presence in your heart shine before others, showing them the real reason for this season, the true meaning of Christmas. It's the worst humanitarian crisis in our lifetime. Over two million refugees have settled in Lebanon, over half of them children. Roaming tent settlements with no hope for a future, they are the innocent victims of war and terrorism. But this Christmas, you can join with our Christian brothers and sisters at Heart for Lebanon to help bring them the greatest gift ever given. Please call 877-873-0190. Right now, your Christmas gift of $98 will help bring food and Christian education to 18 refugee children. That's an entire class of kids at Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center. Let's rescue these kids for Christ before someone else captures them for evil. It will be the best Christmas gift you give this year. Call now and be as generous as you can. 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190 or at letstalkfaith.com. Send wishes of joy and love to those on your mind and heart this season with free online cards at crosscards.com. It only takes a minute to personalize and send a crosscards.com e-card that will brighten the holiday season for family and friends. From scripture-inspired cards to heartfelt messages, even party invitations, crosscards.com makes it easy to let others know you're thinking about them this Christmas. Celebrate the most wonderful time of the year with free cards at crosscards.com. Relive the glory days of the Great American Road Trip on the Great American Road as Travel Cats presents a once-in-a-lifetime guided tour of the legendary Route 66. This luxury motor coach tour takes you from Illinois to the California coast. Experience classic Route 66 museums and roadside diners, the painted desert, and much more. Only 50 seats are available for this very special Route 66 road trip coming in June. Details at TravelCats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The sounds of Bethlehem this Christmas Eve. Pilgrims from around the world flocked to Bethlehem for what was believed to be the biblical West Bank City's largest Christmas celebrations in years. Hundreds of local and foreign visitors milled in Manger Square as bagpipe-playing Palestinian scouts paraded past a giant Christmas tree. Crowds flooded the Church of the Nativity, venerated as the traditional site of Jesus' birth, and waited to descend into the ancient grotto. Palestinian tourist minister Rula Maya said all Bethlehem hotels were fully booked, and the city was preparing to host an astounding 10,000 tourists overnight. Another down day on Wall Street as the Dow dropped 653 points. This is SRN News. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. 
Online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group. I'm Keith Peters. The sounds of Bethlehem this Christmas Eve. Pilgrims from around the world flocked to Bethlehem for what was believed to be the biblical West Bank City's largest Christmas celebrations in years. Hundreds of locals and foreign visitors milled in Manger Square as bagpipe-playing Palestinian scouts paraded past a giant Christmas tree. Crowds flooded the Church of the Nativity, venerated as the traditional site of Jesus' birth, and waited to descend into the ancient grotto. Palestinian Tourism Minister Rula Maya said all Bethlehem hotels were fully booked, and the city was preparing to host an astounding 10,000 tourists overnight. There were no Christmas presents on Wall Street today as the Dow tumbled 653 points, or just under 3% in a shortened trading day. The longest bull market ever has turned bearish after another horrific day on Wall Street. It's obviously one of the worst Christmas Eve performances for the stock market ever. And we now have the S&P 500 losing 20% of its value from the high, so that now officially qualifies as a bear market. That senior economic analyst at Bankrate.com, Mark Hamrick, who says long-term investors need to ride this tailspin out. A lot of stocks are down 30 40%, some of the big names that have led the rally. And so if you sell here, uh, presumably you need to get back in at some point. And the problem is, is that none of us know when to get back in. Trading resumes Wednesday morning. Shelley Ampler, Washington. President Trump is meeting with his Homeland Security Secretary and other officials on Monday to discuss border security issues. The meeting comes amid a partial government shutdown over a dispute over funding for a U.S.-Mexico border wall. Once again on Wall Street, the Dow down by 653 points, the Nasdaq dropping 140, and the S&P 500 lower by 65. More on these stories at townhall.com. Pat Boone again, and I've never before endorsed a pain relief product of any kind until now, until Relief Factor. My wife is thrilled because of her neck and shoulder pain, and let's face it, almost everybody over 50 has occasional aches and pains due to aging or exercise, and the three-week quick start is now discounted to only $19.95. It's 100% drug-free, and the majority of people who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. Are you a responsible person who finds yourself growing deeper in credit card debt? Then get ready for a toll-free number that will put you on a path to financial recovery. Trinity Debt Management will consolidate your accounts and work with your creditors. You'll save thousands and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. 1-800-990-6976. Former Pakistani Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif's been sent back to jail after a fresh corruption conviction. Hundreds of supporters of the former Pakistani Prime Minister Nawaz Sharif had gathered outside the court complex in Islamabad ahead of the verdict, chanting in support of the leader. Clashes followed and police used to tear gas and batons to disperse them. The court said the former premier could not prove the source of income for his investment in a steel mill in Saudi Arabia, but he was acquitted in a second case because of lack of evidence. Mr. Sharif had always maintained that the charges against him were politically motivated. BBC correspondent Ambarasan Ethirajan reporting from Islamabad. Patrick Shanahan may not be President Trump's permanent replacement as defense secretary. His biography on the Pentagon's website does not list military experience for the longtime Boeing executive. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters.
An Afghan official says a suicide bomber exploded his car outside a government department for disabled persons before gunmen entered the building where they were battling local police. The explosion with the attacks, what is believed to be suicide attacks, have happened in the middle of three important government ministries and departments. Adjacent to that area is a very important military base, which is sort of tasked for protection of top government authorities. It is believed that this department of the government is the aim of the target. The Afghan Interior Ministry Deputy Spokesperson Nasrat Ahimi told us that after two multiple explosions, gunfire was heard, and it's believed to, that the attackers were armed. BBC correspondent Shoab Sharifi reporting. Actor Kevin Spacey is scheduled to be arraigned next month on allegations he assaulted the teenage son of a Boston television anchor in a restaurant. More on these stories at townhall.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. The author of the book of Hebrews said, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, exhorting one another. Be accountable to somebody. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570. Online at com. It's the worst humanitarian crisis of our lifetime. Over 2 million refugees settled in Lebanon. Over half of them children. With no hope for the future, they roam tent settlements, innocent victims of war and terrorism. But this Christmas, you can join with our Christian brothers and sisters at Heart for Lebanon to help bring them the greatest gift ever given. Please call 877-873-0190 and stay with us. For the next few moments, along with Jack Hibbard from Heart for Lebanon, We'll tell you about the amazing things that are happening in these refugee camps and how God is making himself known to those who've never heard his name before. I'm Bill Carl, and I can't wait to tell you this story. Bombs explode. Fathers and brothers are lost to war or kidnapped. Mothers flee with their children to the nearest safe country. For many, that country is Lebanon. 52% of refugees in Lebanon are under the age of 18. This is an overwhelming number. Too many innocent eyes have witnessed horrible things done to their families and friends. The majority of these children have been in Lebanon for several years. They cannot attend local schools. However, they are eager to go back to the classroom and learn. Heart for Lebanon's Children at Risk Initiative is designed to meet their educational, emotional, and spiritual needs. This initiative has three hope centers that provide the much-needed education and love that these children are missing. The hope centers teach basic English, Arabic, and math, but more importantly, teach the love of Jesus Christ. For the first time, they are learning biblical character traits that help them live in community with others. Taking a child from a refugee camp to a classroom in a hope center provides a safe and loving environment where children can learn. After several months of being loved on and cared for, children respond by returning the love and looking forward to each day at the hope center. Many children have asked Jesus Christ to be their savior and have become the light in the midst of darkness to the rest of their family, introducing them to Jesus Christ. I'm Bill Carl with Jack Hibbard from Heart for Lebanon. The phone number that you can call to help make a difference in the lives of these children is 877 873 0190. 
That's 877-873-0190. And Jack, as I listen to uh, May Lee explain what Heart for Lebanon is all about, I can't think of a better uh, gift to give this Christmas. As we look at these lives being transformed, as we look at these children being saved and, and just brought into a relationship with Christ, it's kind of making me feel more Christmassy than I felt <laughs> than I felt in a while. Well, you know why I think it's such a great gift. I mean, I, I think about that a lot, Bill. You think about Christmas in in Jesus. God gave us His very best gift, right? In Jesus, Amen. And we've got a chance uh, today to give that same gift away. We can give Jesus to children who so desperately need to know that he even exists. Because for some of these kids, for a lot of these kids that we're ministering to at the Hope Centers at Heart for Lebanon, it's the first time they've ever even heard the name of Jesus. And they are desperately looking for hope. Their hearts are wide open. So here's our opportunity today to literally give Jesus to them, to to, to provide for them a hope and a future that's only possible through him. You know, Heart for Lebanon is not the quick fix. It's not just we show up with some food and a God bless you. Uh, These hope centers where these children come to school and learn character values, Christian uh, ethics, and are ministered to on a day-by-day basis, it's a long-term thing. And God is working in such powerful ways right now. Your Christmas gift of just $98 helps bring food and a Christian education to 18 refugee children. 18 refugee children for your Christmas gift of $98 will receive uh, the help that they need in very difficult circumstances, and along the way, a witness of Jesus Christ that is absolutely transforming lives. The number, again, to call is 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. You can also go right now to our website, letstalkfaith.com, and click on the Heart for Lebanon banner. And if you would be the first of five people to go to the phone right now and make that call, your $98 will provide for a classroom of these children to be blessed and to hear a witness of Jesus Christ this Christmas. 877-873-0190. You know, Bill, we often talk about uh, the impact of the gift on one person. The thing that excites me about the opportunity that we have today is you are affecting more than just one. Bill mentioned it. It's a whole it's a whole classroom of kids. Essentially, your gift is going to help us take care of a day of food and education. We've got a goal together uh, here at Heart for Lebanon and WTBN to kind of join together here and take care of five months worth of school. Okay. All right. All right. So, look, that sounds like a big goal. Uh, I'm not suggesting that any one person could do that. The easiest way to take care of a, of a big issue or a big goal, right, is to do it one little chunk at a time. So I love what you said. If if you and four others right now could be the first one to take care of that first week, we'd get that first week out of the way, and then we could move right along towards that five-month goal. Here's the deal. We have a brand-new Hope Center in the Bacaw Valley that we're building. It'll be ready in September. Right now, the picture that I want to give you is an empty classroom. It's not finished. Now, the construction's been taken care of, but what has not been taken care of is the ability for the kids to actually be in there. This mm. is going to double 
the size of our ministry to these children. We'll be able to go from about 300 kids to 600 kids next fall, but we can't do it without your help. So would you help us fill that classroom today? 877-873-0190. Or Bill mentioned it. You can go online. It's a really fast way to give. It's also a great way to find out more about Heart for Lebanon because you can go online at letstalkfaith.com. Click on the Heart for Lebanon banner. There are videos for for you to watch there. You can find out more about Heart for Lebanon and you can give in just a couple of moments. And when we come back, Jack, I want you to answer a question that I know some have had. It's a question that I've had. Refugee children in Lebanon who fled the war in Syria, uh, stuck there in these camps. Um, and, and this sounds a little rough, but but why am I concerned with this here? Why, why should we care? Right. On this side of the globe. Yeah. I want to talk about that when we come back. The phone number is 877-873-0190. 877-873-0190. Right now, your gift of $98 provides a day of education for these children at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. 877-873-0190. Or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. Rahaf is 14 years old and was forced to flee Syria with her family, the innocent victims of war. Planes started bombing over our homes, and we had one bomb that fell on our house, so we lost our home. It was totally on the ground. We heard that some people were going to Lebanon, so we decided to move to Lebanon. We stayed in a cave for five days. We weren't able to leave because planes were always bombing. I was so scared from the war, and I had this heavy phobia. The difficult journey led them to the Bekaa Valley, a tent city of refugees extending as far as the eye could see. Still, Rahaf felt alone. It was so difficult, and my heart was so hard, I wouldn't feel anything. I was just numb. I used to feel very lonely. My heart was so sad. She missed her home, her friends, and her teachers. And at first, Rahaf wasn't sure what to expect when a volunteer with Heart for Lebanon invited her to the Hope Center. I learned how to pray, and then we learned how to worship. We used to sing also, and I got attached to the worship songs. And then I met Jesus through the songs and the prayers. When I met Jesus, my whole life and my heart changed. The life-changing joy of knowing the Savior. I had never experienced such happiness before. I like to learn about Jesus more and more. Rahaf found a new purpose. At the Hope Center, she's learning English and wants to be a journalist. I want to write stories about people and about Jesus. The thing I would like to convey is that I have fled the war, and this is all because of Jesus Christ. He has helped me find peace through all of this. And now in English, without a translator, Rahaf wants to share this message with you. I thank Jesus from all my heart. I'm heart for living. <laughs> I got to tell you something, Bill. That every time I hear Rahaf's story, uh, my heart just gets a little fuller because she was the very first little girl that I met at the Hope Center when I went to the Bekaa Valley on a trip a couple of years ago. I walked into the playground there, 
And and by the way, let me just say this. The difference between what you see at the Hope Center and what you see at the refugee tent settlement is unbelievable. Unbelievable sadness, sullen looks at the at the refugee tent settlements. You get to the Hope Center and kids are kids. They're running around. They're playing. We walked into this playground and Rahaf ran across the playground and unsolicited wrapped her arms around me and said, I love Heart for Lebanon. And in her broken English, she said, uh, Heart for Lebanon, learn me about Jesus mm. and Jesus changed me. Friends, that's one of the reasons. You know, Bill asked a question right before we shared that story. Why should we care? Uh, girls like Rahaf are one of the reasons. Can you imagine being in a cave for five days, uh, f- not having any hope for a future, being stuck in a farmer's field in a refugee tent settlement, and and looking for the answer to, to life as a child? Well, one of the reasons that we'd like you to care, one of the reasons we'd like you to be involved is you need to know that when you give a gift today, you're helping to change lives just like Rahaf's. That's the fruit that's the evidence. That's the return on investment of your gift today. And here's the great news. Your gift of $98, and by the way, nothing special about that number or even uh, the 18 kids that that will provide. That's just the average size of one of our classrooms, right? But your gift of $98 today will help us take care of not one Rahaf, but 18 children just like her. You're bringing about life change today when you call 877-873-0190. Again, 877-873-0190. You can give online, safe and secure, really easy. Just click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. But there's another reason, Bill, I wanted to address. Uh, you said, why should we care? And frankly, I, I, I get it, right? Mm-hmm. Refugees, terrorism, immigration, they're all hot-button topics in this country. And um, and I'm not I'm not ignorant of those facts. And I realize that for a lot of people, we have even evangelical Christians, we have a we have a built in prejudice against that because our fear is that we want to protect our borders. Usually the conversation goes hand in hand. Right. Our borders. We we see that. Let me say this way. We see the news headlines. We see the the death. We see the uh, the brutality. And uh, of course, the last thing that we want is to have that happen to us. And to happen here. And so people automatically have a sense of, you know, what am I going to do? I mean, I don't want, I mean, I feel sad, but, you know, these kids, you know. Right. And we need to balance that. I mean, I'll be the first to say we need to balance the safety of our country with having a heart for those that need the hope of the gospel. But I've got to tell you, as a follower of Jesus Christ, I'm very excited about the opportunity that we have today because. I think this is the Christian response, mm. especially to the the whole refugee crisis. You know, I, I've had the opportunity, Bill, now to, to be in Lebanon about four or five times over the course of the last two years. I've met a lot of these hurting people, and I can tell you, uh, despite the fact that they're living in makeshift tent villages, really deplorable conditions, I've yet to meet one person. And by the way, we ask this question of almost everybody we meet. What's your hope for the future? I've yet to meet one person that said they wanted to come to the United States. Not a single one has ever said, oh, I, I want to come to your country. Can you get me a, a passport? Yeah, and they know we're American, so it'd be a very easy thing for them to say. You ask these people what their hope for the future is, and they'll tell you they want to go home. Now, here's the problem. Two million refugees in the country of Lebanon. The country of Syria is nothing but rubble. The United Nations says it will be 50 years If the war were to end tomorrow, and by the way, despite the fact that we don't hear about this in our news very often, the war is still going on in Syria, and it's a dangerous place for anybody to try to return to, even in the places where the fighting's not active. 
In fact, we just heard a report a couple of weeks ago where uh, a group of refugees tried to go back, and many of them were captured, some were killed, and some were forced into the Syrian army. So a very, very dangerous place. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to go back to Syria. Certainly the older adults will never be able to go back. But these kids, and they're the ones we're trying to help today, think about this for just a second. Fifteen young men started that war in Syria. It's been raging on for seven or now almost eight years. If 15 guys could start a war that lasts for eight years, what could 18 children with Jesus in their heart Mm -hmm. do if we help them today? That's the opportunity we have. So you say, why should we care? Well, I think this is the Christian response. I think we get an opportunity to help refugee kids. And by the way, I've never met a child terrorist yet. Mm. But we can help these innocent victims of war and terror right where they are in their biggest hour of need. What an amazing opportunity today to share the Christmas story again. 365 days a year with these children in Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center's Uh, You can call right now. Your gift of $98 will provide for a day of education, uh, including food and uh, ethics training, Christian principles being taught. Your gift of $98 provides that for 18 kids right now at 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. It would be so great if you would call right now and help take care of another week of school. If we could have you be the first of five people to go to the phone and say, you know what, I'll make that gift of $98. I'll provide for a day of education. Uh, In the next few moments, we could have one more week taken care of. And Bill, I honestly believe there's somebody listening right now that would say, you know, I've been uniquely blessed. I understand the need. and I I, I see the impact of perhaps my gift. and, And I'll step up and I'll take care of that week for a gift of $490. That would take care of a whole week. Imagine being with your family at Christmas and being able to say, hey, we own a week at the New Hope Center in Lebanon this coming year. That could be your privilege with that gift. Or maybe you'd step up and say, hey, look, I heard your goal was five months. I'll take care of one of those months. Mm. That's a significant commitment, a gift of $1,960. But again, the potential of that investment might be really unexplainable. Whatever God's laying on your heart, will you make the call now, 877 877- Eight seven three zero one nine zero. That's eight seven seven eight seven three zero one nine zero. Or again, just click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. Like so many children, violence was all Manny and his brother have ever known. The war in Syria forced his family to flee to Lebanon. But for Manny, the war that was going on inside his home was even worse. Denise, the director at Heart for Lebanon's Beirut Hope Center, explains. He was crying, he was bleeding, and he told me that he's been crying. It was wintertime, it was raining. His shoes had a hole, and he didn't want his feet to get wet, so he kept on crying. And his dad was like, we can't, you know, you have to wear the shoes, go wear it. And he didn't want to wear it, and they want to wear it, and finally his dad lost it. But he couldn't control himself, so he kept on hitting him until he was bleeding and was sent to school. The abuse that Manny was receiving from the hand of his own father, coupled with all that this little boy had experienced in Syria, turned him into one of the most aggressive students we've ever seen at the Hope Center. When he threatened other students with a knife on the playground, Denise was faced with the difficult decision to remove him from our school. 
So next day, his sister will come, and then she was sad. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, both my brother can't walk. And she said, my dad put a rope around their legs on the bed, and then he got a electric wire, and he kept on hitting them so they barely can walk this morning. But Heart for Lebanon went into action, reaching out in God's love to Manny and his family. The change in their lives has been remarkable. The abuse at home has stopped, and Manny, once an aggressive, mean-spirited young boy, is learning the violin, his life transformed by the gospel. He knew how much we loved him. He knew this place is like his home and we care for him. I told them, even if you leave from here, we'll keep loving you. The store will be always open for you. So he believed in that and he kept on coming. Every morning we'll come, check on us, sit with us an hour, two hours, and he goes to school. We pray together, we talk. Not only he became not aggressive, not only he's becoming, he's volunteering in our children's program with his brother, giving so much love and care to children that are in our centers. Your gift of $98 will help Heart for Lebanon bring the gospel to 18 refugee kids just like Manny. Be a part of rescuing these children for Christ before someone else captures them for evil. Please give now and thank you for being as generous as you can. I've never thought I would be able to come to Lebanon and learn violin. I thank the Lord for that. It's a great story, isn't it? From violence to violin. And Bill, I had the opportunity to be in that classroom to actually record Manny playing that violin. And that that story was accurate. He was one of the toughest kids that we've ever seen at our Hope Center, but his life has been radically changed by Jesus Christ. That's what happens when you give a gift to Heart for Lebanon today. In fact, your gift of $98 this Christmas is going to take care of not one Manny, but 18 boys and girls just like Manny. It's a simple phone call at 877-873-0190-877-873-0190. Or as always, if you're in a hurry, can't get to the phone, just go to the website, click on the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. Jack, I love hearing Manny's story. I love to hear about the transformation in his life, but I can imagine there's a parent listening right now who's saying, well, gee, I'd, you know, I'd like a private education for my kid. <laughs> Great question, Bill. And I think, you know, honestly, I, I, I want to be careful to make sure that you understand this is the only opportunity that these children will ever get to go to school. You know, you go to these refugee tent settlements and there are kids just, it's the saddest thing, Bill. There mm. are kids just sitting around in these deplorable conditions with nothing to do. I mean, just literally, when I say sitting around, they're just sitting around. They do not have the funds. They do not have the ability. They do not have the transportation. They will never get to a Lebanese public school. And you know what? Uh, Lebanon doesn't want them in their schools. So this school that Heart for Lebanon has started, this Hope Center, is just a tool. It's an opportunity. And by the way, every mom listening today, every mother of a refugee child wants the same thing. They just want future for their kids. So education becomes a tool where we can bring them to a Hope Center where they can learn, yes, the basics, English, math, science, those kind of things. But more importantly, 
They get loved on by teachers who all have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And through chapels, through biblical character curriculum, through weekly leadership lessons, they get introduced to Jesus. That's what it's about. It's not about a private education. You can provide Jesus for these kids this Christmas. Right now, your Christmas gift of $98 helps bring food and Christian education to 18 refugee children. Basically, it pays for a day of school at uh, Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. And so when you call and you make that gift right now, you're taking care of a day of school for one of these kids, for actually more of these kids, a classroom of them. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful gift going into Christmas time. The phone number is 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. Call that number right now. Well, it's on your heart to do so. 877 873 0190 and make your gift today and what a Christmas gift that is. You can also give online at letstalkfaith.com when you click the Heart for Lebanon banner. I love that you said Christmas gift. You know, I'm thinking a lot about these kids at Christmas, you know. Uh, we sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Those lyrics we all resonate with if we're a Christ follower. But honestly, for most refugee kids in Lebanon, they can't even remember a time when the world was joyful. But that's why Heart for Lebanon's Hope Centers exist, to lift these kids out of the terrible living conditions they're in. And if for only a few hours a day, give them a chance to experience the joy that most of our kids have every day, the chance to eat, the chance to learn not just the basics, but also learn about Jesus who came that very first Christmas to be their Savior and give them real joy. This Christmas, you can provide joy to part of the world that so desperately needs it. And if you don't believe me, listen to this. talk about a classroom of kids meeting Jesus at the Hope Center. There it is. That was a classroom at our Bacaw Valley Hope Center singing Joy to the World. And I'll tell you this, not every one of them may know Jesus as their Savior yet, but the gospel is being written on their hearts. And that's what you're helping to provide folks today. Amazing. I mean, just literally an hour or two drive to that little town in Bethlehem Mm -hmm. where that child was born in a manger. You have a chance to help introduce a child to Christ for the very first time. So would you call right now? Your gift of $98 provides a day of education for 18 kids at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. The phone number is 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. Or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. And now here's the co-founder of Heart for Lebanon, Camille Melky. Why should you give to Heart for Lebanon? Well, here's, here's the deal. You could watch the news today and say, you know what? This is a messed up world in the Middle East. Let me turn off the TV and look at something else. Or you can watch what's happening and say, oh, my goodness, I want to be part of that. I want to be part of what God is doing in the Middle East. Oh, yes, there are too few, many terrorists in the world. There are far greater people coming to Christ. Let's not focus on those crazy people blowing themselves up. This is crazy and unacceptable and condemned by every one of us. But let us focus on those who are going down on their knees, accepting him as their personal Savior. Let's focus on the families who are coming to Christ in numbers. 
give to her for Lebanon, not for the glory of an organization, but because God is at work. And God is at work in a mighty way in the Middle East. And you know what? Think about it this way. The people who are not served are going to be subject of further radicalization. The best way to fight fanaticism is to show the love of Christ. I'm Bill Carl, along with Jack Hibbard from Heart for Lebanon. Jack, this is a conversation you and I have had off the air. Uh, When you look at Syria and the ongoing war and destruction there, when you look at the Middle East as a whole, it's easy to be afraid. It's easy to say, hey, listen, uh, these are the bad guys. They want to get us. Why on earth would I ever want to be there at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center? Yeah, sure. And I understand that, Bill. Look, it's it's a very logical conclusion for us, especially in our, our Western mindset. I had somebody say to me recently, and, and I, I sort of laughed at first, and I thought, yeah, you know, right? The guy said to me, look, if, if I wasn't a Christ follower, right, if I didn't believe anything about Christianity, I would still think this would be a pretty good plan. And here's the deal, right? If you don't like what you've seen coming out of the Middle East, and I, I will be the first one to admit to you, the Middle East is a messed up place politically um, from from the vantage point of terrorism and everything else. We know the stories that we hear, the news stories that we see, really nothing good coming out of the Middle East. I can tell you something good's coming out of Lebanon because I've been there firsthand and I've seen it. But here's the deal. If you want to change the Middle East, right, I think you have to start by changing, first of all, the next generation that's going to lead the Middle East. So that's why we've got such a wonderful opportunity today because we're talking about children, the innocent victims of Mm -hmm. war and terror. So you want to change them. You start with changing. You want to change actions. You start with changing minds and you start with changing hearts. And I believe that Heart for Lebanon, having seen it firsthand, has this perfectly situated. We've got a great opportunity here because we're using something, education, a tool, as a tool to get them to a place where they can learn. We really honestly believe that that education is going to give them a leg up on the future. I mean, think about it. Um, Right now, you've got a very large segment of the population in these refugee tent settlements that have nothing to do, can't go to school, and uh, will end up, many of them, just illiterate. So our HOPE Center, the word HOPE actually is an acronym, helping overcome poverty through education. Mm -hmm. But that education is just a tool because for us, we believe we not only can change the mind, but we believe believe hearts can be changed because what happens is, is these kids have an opportunity to come to a place where they are loved, by Christians who who have a relationship with Jesus and can pour that love into them. And you can't believe the character change that's happening in these children. You make that possible today. And it comes with your gift to Heart for Lebanon. Right now, your $98 Christmas gift provides a day of education for 18 children at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. The phone number is 877-873-0190. Call now. Be one of five people to go to the phone and between the five of us, we can take care of a week at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center for these kids. 877-873-0190 is the phone number. You can also go to letstalkfaith.com, click on the Heart for Lebanon banner, learn more about the ministry, and make your gift there. But whatever you do, Christmas is coming fast, and we need that Christmas gift, and we need you to make that Christmas gift right now at 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. So, Jack, I'm going to put you kind of in an awkward position. You have talked to me for years about the work going on there. 
kind of give me a before and after story. When you think of what God is doing through Heart for Lebanon, uh, whose face kind of pops into your, your mind? Well, there are there's many, but I think a lot about Naji. Uh, Naji is an 11 year old boy that, like a lot of other kids at our Hope Center, came to us quite broken. His father was killed in the war in Syria, but unfortunately for Naji and his siblings, uh, his mother abandoned them once they got settled into Lebanon, and he now lives with his uncle in a tent full of dirt, full of disease, and um, and full of trouble. So Naji came to our Hope Center, hurting and broken, as I mentioned, and. But that's where things started to change for Najee, because that's where he met Jesus. You heard about him for the first time, and it's where he's begun to devote his life to him. This little 11-year-old boy has been through some incredible challenges. But here's the cool thing. When we asked him, and we do this with all the kids, Bill, at the end of the school year, we say, share something special that's happened to you. This is what Najee said, and I'm just going to read it. He said, the special thing that I've learned from this school is Jesus. Jesus taught me how to love, how to forgive, how to not lie. And the most wonderful thing that I learned is that I can live with him forever. Mm. You talk about before and after Bill. Najee's life's been transformed. He's gone from despair, a really, really bad situation, to hope. And that's what happens when you give. When you call right now and you make that Christmas gift uh, to Heart for Lebanon, you help change a child like Najee's life forever. That phone number is 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. Your Christmas gift of $98 provides a day of education at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. And we need to hear from you now. Christmas is coming so quickly. I hope it's not lost on you that a little boy like Najee, uh, who right now lives in squalor, who lives in just, uh, I mean, in the cold of winter in a tent, uh, he's hearing about salvation through another little boy who was born in squalor in little better than a tent uh, over 2,000 years ago, probably within less than a day's drive from those refugee camps. I don't want that to be lost on you. Mm-hmm. I want you to understand that that, that that little baby born in that manger in that cold of night in just uh, filthy conditions died and rose again for that child who's in that refugee camp living in squalor and filthy conditions. And we need to be there this Christmas for Najee and all of these children. So please call now, 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. You can also make your $98 Christmas gift at letstalkfaith.com when you click on the Heart for Lebanon banner. The Christ-centered education and love that Joseph is getting at Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center is changing his way of life. We had very little when we came to Lebanon during the war, but now because of a fire in our house, we have nothing. When the teachers at the Hope Center heard about that house fire, they decided to collect some clothes to give to the family. The next day, Joseph came wearing pants that one of the teachers had given him. And that's when something very interesting happened. I found money in those pants. We're a very poor family, but that didn't belong to me. I knew I had to give it back to my teacher. Joseph could have kept that money without anyone ever knowing about it, yet he chose to do the right thing. And that's not a coincidence. Just days earlier, All of the children at the Hope Center were going through a month-long curriculum that taught about the biblical character trait of honesty. 
And now Joseph was putting that into practice. And that's the great thing about Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center. It turns out that Heart for Lebanon is not only helping a lost generation of kids learn the basics in English, science, and math, but they're also building a community of faith rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, it's an amazing thing, Bill, when you think about the fact that a refugee kid with a dollar in his pocket is like you or I hitting the lottery. I mean, honestly, nobody would have ever blamed Joseph for keeping that dollar when you consider the situation and the conditions that he lives in, but he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it, and it wasn't a coincidence. He had just been learning about honesty at the Hope Center. This is the kind of character change that you're helping to provide today when you give that gift. In fact, you give a Christmas gift right now of $98, you'll be helping to reach not just one Joseph, but 18 kids just like him. That's a whole classroom of kids at the Hope Center. And we've been talking about this. We're trying to take care of five months of school in the brand new Hope Center, the Bacaw Valley, which opens up next September. The classrooms are empty right now. We want to make sure kids are in there once those classrooms are finished and you stand in the balance between that being a reality or not. We need your help today. So would you be one of four right now to take care of the next week? That's a gift of $98, or maybe uh, you've been blessed and could generously take care of the whole week for a gift of $490. Whatever you can do, please make the call now, 877-873-0190, 877-873-0190. And we've said this a couple of times here, but if you'd like to know more about Heart for Lebanon, a great place to do that is at our website. Just go to letstalkfaith.com, click on the Heart for Lebanon banner. You'll be able to watch videos there. Uh, kind of kick the tires electronically, so to speak. And uh, obviously, you can give safe and secure in just a couple of moments there as well. Yeah, again, that number is 877-873-0190. You know, Jack, there's, a, there's another uh, flip side to this. And it's for every child that is impacted by, by Heart for Lebanon, who hears a witness of Jesus Christ, who receives uh, some help with their family and a, and a nice place to go to school and a, and a place where they can uh, be blessed, there's another child who, if Heart for Lebanon doesn't begin to impact their lives, if Christ is not introduced to them, there is no vacuum. Something will fill that vacuum. Talk oh, about that. Absolutely. You know, I, I use a phrase a lot, Bill, where I say we've got to rescue these kids for Christ before somebody else captures them for evil. Here's the deal. Um, we throw that word around rescue a lot when we talk about helping children. But literally, I've been there. There are lives hanging in the balance. Um I will tell you, quite candidly, that just about three miles from one of our Hope Centers sits an ISIS training facility. And we're not the only ones going into these camps trying to get these kids. Uh, there are terrorists that, that oftentimes will visit these camps. Will Radicals will go in. They will try to um, get the kids to march around. They'll often pay them a little bit of money to march around just in a line and chant hate messages all day. There's nothing for these kids to do. So that's why we know that we have to rescue them. We also heard a terrible story recently just a few weeks ago where we heard of three sisters that were being forced into really unspeakable acts, get this, by their father and their brother. Mm because they were so desperate for money, so desperate for money that they would do something unspeakable like that. And when I say these kids are at risk, I, I mean, that's not even, I, I'm not putting enough emphasis on this, Bill. These, these children hang in the balance. But today, 
right, right here from the Tampa Bay area, which is an amazing thing, halfway around the world, we can truly rescue a child before somebody captures them for evil. It starts with your phone call to Heart for Lebanon at 877-873-0190. That's 877-873-0190. When a child goes to a Hope Center, it is just that. Uh, you're, you're providing that child with a witness of Jesus Christ. You're providing them with some food and an education. But again, on top of all of that, that hope that they find at that Hope Center in Jesus Christ is life transforming. And it doesn't just impact the children. It impacts the parents and the brothers and the sisters. We'll talk about that more in just a little bit. But it's just so important right now that you make the phone call at 877-873-0190. Your Christmas gift of $98 provides a day of education at a Heart for Lebanon Hope Center. 877-873-0190. That provides for a whole classroom of 18 refugee children uh, to be blessed and to be educated and to be given hope. 877-873-0190. Please call now or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. Rawan came to Lebanon like most refugee kids, scarred by the effects of a war she had nothing to do with. She and her family had been living a normal life in Syria until they were forced from their home. With no place to go to school, Rawan was invited to Heart for Lebanon's Hope Center, a place that's become like a second home to her. They are my, my family. I think uh, here I'm, I'm in my second home. I love them so much. What she learned in the two years at the Hope Center readied her for future education. But it was the experience of being with Heart for Lebanon's teachers that has changed her for life. It uh, changed me to a positive way, how to think in a positive, uh, do right thing, achieve your goal, and put your way in a straight line. I dream to be a doctor, and uh, I thank for the teachers that encouraged me a lot. This has uh, helped me so much. War and terror brought Rowan to Heart for Lebanon. But God used those terrible circumstances so she could hear about Jesus for the very first time. When I was in Syria, I didn't uh, know uh, of Jesus. But when I came here, I started uh, knowing more about him and how he uh, helped the people and loved them so much like he loves me. And that happens because you give. Your investment of $98 will help bring food, education, and the love of Jesus to a whole classroom of hurting refugee kids like Rowan. I don't think that without Heart for Lebanon that I can achieve what I want, what I want now because they prepared us for any lesson. And uh, I, am, I am good now in English and uh, in everything. Just be because of Heart for Lebanon helping us. Really, an amazing thing, Bill. I mean, here's a here's a girl who, like most of our kids who have come to the Hope Center, have come really out of horrible circumstances, losing everything, losing their friends, losing their home, many of them losing um, parents in the war, and and here's a girl who's just filled with hope. In fact, 
You can actually see Rowan's story on video. If you go to our website, letstalkfaith.com, you'll see her story and get to see her beautiful, smiling face. But that's the kind of hope that our kids now are instilled with because they've not only come to the Hope Center and gotten a chance to get an education that they would have never gotten anywhere else. I mean, for Rowan, she wants to be a doctor now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But they've gotten to know Jesus, who provides the only hope that really any of us can have. And it's what you're helping us do today with your gift of $98. In fact, that $98 will help us reach not just one of those Rowans, but 18 kids just like her. That's a whole classroom at our Hope Center. 877-873-0190. 877-873-0190. Phone call takes just a couple of moments, or you can go online, give very quickly at letstalkfaith.com. And again, that phone number is 877-873-0190. Jack, I have a daughter. She's uh, eight years old. Her name is Sarah. And I can't even imagine being in the circumstance uh, that a child like Rowan is in. And Sarah being in a refugee camp. And it's snowing because it's wintertime. And you're living in a tent. And you don't really have adequate heat or hygiene or food. I would just, I would be praying as a parent that somebody would step up and and help that that God would provide a miracle uh, for my little girl, and I can't help but think that right now, uh, over the sea, uh, far away by two flights and numerous hours, there's a little girl like that, and and the prayer is, God help this child, help mm-hmm. this child. Heart for Lebanon is there, and you can join in right now and be there for a child like uh, Rowan or. A child like Sarah or or Tommy, your own child, think of your grandchild, what you would want for them if they were in that situation. Uh, to be able to step up this Christmas and make that gift is, is just so powerful. You know, Bill, I, I love that because I think every one of us can identify uh, with the needs of a child. I sat in the tent of one woman who, through a translator, said to me, I miss my family, I miss my home, I miss my neighbors. That would be probably what all of us would feel if everything had been taken from us. But then she said this, I'm just looking for a better future for my children. I want them to be able to study and finish their education. And that's what we have the opportunity to help make happen today. You know, maybe like Bill said, you'd like to take care of a classroom in honor of one of your children or three of your children or five of your children, or maybe you're a grandparent and have 19 grandkids. You know, whatever the Lord lays on your heart, what a great way to honor them. And wouldn't it be a beautiful thing this Christmas to sit around and say, hey, look, we helped bring hope to a refugee child this year, the hope of Jesus. Our time is drawing short, uh, unfortunately, as is the time for many of these uh, in these refugee camps in the Bekaa Valley of Lebanon uh, who have no hope. We'll have nothing, and they wake up each morning what that day will bring in terms of disappointment and pain, but we can change that. Heart for Lebanon is being used by the Lord to change that, and you can be a part of it. Make your call right now, 877-873-0190. Your gift of $98 provides a day of education for a classroom of these children. 877-873-0190, or click the Heart for Lebanon banner at letstalkfaith.com. Jesus, it was a good thing that you were born at night because this world seems dark sometimes. The whole world seems on edge, kind of mad and dark. Lord Jesus, you entered the dark world of your day. This Christmas, please enter ours. 
We're looking for our star. Merry Christmas. Faith Talk 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. The week before Christmas is a time when most people turn away from politics and focus on last-minute shopping, parties, church services, and caroling. That was not the case last week. Defense Secretary James Mattis announced his resignation because of disputes with President Trump over troop pullouts from Syria and Afghanistan. The stock market continued in free fall, injuring the president's major reason for re-election, the economy. There was fighting between the White House and Congress over funding for the wall and the threat of a so-called government shutdown. The public is being gamed by all of this. The government is taking in record amounts of money due to all the new jobs that have been created. All of this, of course, is temporal. What we observe tonight, Christmas Eve, is eternal. The birth of the Savior of the world, who came from heaven to deliver us from a condition from which we could not possibly deliver ourselves, our sinful state. Let's pause and rejoice over that unique event and worship not Washington or politics, but Jesus. Happy Christmas to all. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. My name is Holly, and I am debt-free for keeps. 1-800-990-6976. I'm Bill Bunkley, and this is something to think about. Twas a night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. It's Christmas Eve, and Clement Clark Moore's ageless story takes us all back to a time of our childhood innocence. Today's world is so different, so overloaded than the one we grew up in. But there's still peace, comfort, and anticipation this night before Christmas. That is, if we can dial back the not-so-important clutter of our lives. Consider the innocence of the children tonight as they anticipate the arrival of Christmas. And note that some childhood innocence is a virtue us big kids to do well to embrace in our adult lives as well. I'm Bill Bunkley. Catch my show weekdays at 4. Get the latest local and Florida updates by following WTBN on Twitter or like us on Facebook at WTBN AM. Dear Jesus, it was a good thing that you were born at night because this world seems dark sometimes. The whole world seems on edge, kind of mad and dark. Lord Jesus, you entered the dark world of your day. 
This Christmas, please enter ours. We're looking for our star. Merry Christmas. Faith Talk 570. Online at letstalkfaith.com. We are here to give you strength between Sundays. You have to be mindful. When you get hooked up with the devil, it's not going to work out. You're not going to get away with it. But John 10, 10 says, he came to steal, kill, and destroy you. We are here for you. Faith Talk AM 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Online at letstalkfaith.com. I'm Bill Carl, along with Jack Hibbert from Heart for Lebanon. And the phone number that you can call and make a gift of $98 to help provide Christian education, a gospel witness to 18 refugee children, is 877-873-0190. Jack, it won't be too long. At the Carl household, we'll have the kids gathered around on a Christmas Eve. We'll be telling the story of Jesus Christ. And part of that story is fleeing Herod, fleeing mm-hmm. destruction uh, to Egypt to escape death. And when I hear that story, I think of these children who are in the Bekaa Valley of Lebanon who have fled certain death in Syria And now that they've made that journey, that trek, it becomes a big question mark as to what's next. You know, it's interesting, isn't it? Jesus was a refugee. Uh, Let's face it. Look, I I know when we say that word in this country, uh, our defenses immediately go up. It's a highly politicized.